Welcome back to The Trust Show. Last week I was asked a question during an interview for an article about how do you recover from losing somebody's trust when somebody stops trusting you? How do you recover from that? And I thought that was a good enough question for me to address in a podcast episode. So this is what this uh, podcast episode is about. Up until now, my focus was on how to be trusted, how to build trustworthiness. But this episode is not about how to build it, but how to recover when you lost it. Since trust is relative, Even here, I'm not going to give you a universal and absolute answer, but rather a relative answer. Right after this. Welcome to The Trust Show. I'm Yoram Solomon, your host, the author of The Book of Trust and facilitator of The Trust Habits Workshop. My mission is simple. I want to help you form habits that build your trustworthiness because the answer to this question will have the biggest impact on your personal and professional success or failure. Can I trust you? I guess the first question to ask is, how do you even know that you lost somebody's trust? Uh, Typically, they don't just tell you. They might, and, and that would be great if somebody came to you and said, you know, I don't trust you anymore. But, you know, the, the first law of trust is the trust is not binary. So it's not that they don't trust you anymore, period, going from one to zero. They probably don't trust you as much as they did before. So they trust you less. How would you know that? You will probably feel a change in their attitude towards you. You're going to feel that they're more regarded. They're more uh, protective of themselves uh, from you. If you are their boss, then you may feel that they don't bring bad news to you anymore because they're afraid they don't trust your reaction to what happens when they do bring bad news. If uh, they're your boss, if we're talking about your boss that lost some trust in you, then maybe they're not going to give you big assignments anymore. You're going to start seeing that assignments that would naturally go to you start going to other people. And maybe they would start micromanaging you more. So instead of uh, letting you decide how you are going to accomplish an assignment, what you're going to see is that they uh, start uh, tracking you, start micromanaging you. Maybe they really are going to track the fact that you're actually working. You know, if you're working remotely, maybe they're going to install some kind of software on your computer or demand that you install some kind of software on your computer that would track your computer operation or habits to make sure that you're working. Either way, you need to be aware. You need to pay attention. You need to be very sensitive. Have your sensors up there. Have your antennas up there and pay attention to sense whether somebody is trusting you less. So again, I don't like to go from one to zero and and say that they completely lost their trust in you. It may have been a dramatic drop in trust, but it's just that they trust you less, much less. Pay attention to this. Okay, so you do sense that they trust you less. What do you do about it? One option might surprise you is to say, 
I don't care. You know, maybe you just don't care. Uh, did you even know that they trusted you before? Maybe you didn't expect them to trust you and, and you didn't know that they trusted you. Maybe you never cared about them trusting you at that point. And that is a valid answer. You know, maybe you did care. Maybe you thought that they trusted you and now uh, they lost your trust or you lost their trust in you. And you know what? The world is not coming to an end for you. You don't have to be trusted by everyone at everything all the time. I can live after this without you trusting me. That's a valid answer as well. Now, remember that trust is personal. That's the third law of trust. Trust is also contextual. That's the second law of trust. And, and this is why I'm saying that you don't have to be trusted in every relationship, everything that you do, and all the time. So, can you do something about that? Th that would be another question to ask. You know, may maybe you do care to some extent, but there's really nothing that you can do about it. And that especially happens when the reason they trust you less is due to a significant, maybe dramatic, personality incompatibility. Remember that personality compatibility is one of the six components of trustworthiness and one of the three of the who you are, again, in the eyes of the person trusting you or not trusting you. Maybe there is such a fundamental personality incompatibility that there's really nothing you can do about it. You know, it's something that's important to them. You are different than them. It's not something that you can change. They don't trust you because of that incompatibility. And you can't do anything about that. But what if you do care? What if you do care? Maybe it's because of the consequences. Maybe because this is an important relationship for you. And specifically, it's important for you to be trusted by this other person. And here is another reason for you to care. Because remember, trust law number five, trust is transferable. Maybe one person doesn't trust you or doesn't trust you enough and you don't care about that. But remember that they may tell other people. People that you do care about being trusted by. So will others learn that you cannot be trusted because you don't care about this one person who's not trusting you? Now, don't get me wrong. What I'm not saying here is that you have to be trusted by everyone. You don't. You can't. Even if you wanted to. All I'm saying here is that I don't care about losing somebody's trust in me is a valid answer in some cases, you have to figure it out. So here's the most useless advice I'm going to give you here. If you lost somebody's trust, well, you should have not gotten into that situation to start with. And, and again, I'm talking about somebody you really care about their trust in you. Don't get into that situation. I know it sounds like useless advice because you already lost somebody's trust, but I'm telling you this so that you learn for the next time. Make sure that you don't get into that situation. This entire podcast is about how to be trusted, be trustworthy in relationships that matter, that matter to you. So up until now, I did show you how to be trusted, what you need to do to be trustworthy and therefore trusted. 
But at this point, for the rest of this episode, I'll talk about what happens when you're not trusted, when you lost somebody's trust. Another thing I want you to think about is what I said when I talked about positivity. And that is that bad is three times stronger than good. Forget three. Okay, that's the critical positivity ratio, which really is 2.9013. Google it. Um, There was a lot of research that showed that our reaction to something negative is much stronger than our reaction to something positive. So losing trust is going to have a much more significant impact or behaving in a less trustworthy way would have a much bigger impact on the trust that other people have in you than behaving in a trustworthy way will have on them trusting you more. So there is no doubt that by losing somebody's trust, you dug yourself into a hole and it's going to take, maybe it's three times, maybe it's 11 times, maybe it's whatever, it's going to be a lot more effort to dig yourself out of that hole. So the first question to ask is, what happened? How, how did I get here? But you have to ask this person uh, this question from their perspective, from the perspective of the person who is now trusting you less. That perspective might be different than yours. And once again, when I talked about the positivity component of trustworthiness, one of those subcomponents was empathy, and this is where you need to use empathy. And again, empathy... Not pity, not compassion, not sympathy. Empathy is your ability to see things from the other person's perspective as if you were them. Ask yourself what happened. Did you mislead them in any way to think that you're more trusted or or in any other way mislead them? Did you not communicate well to them? Did you not set expectations and as a result they had higher expectations than the performance level that you intended to achieve. Set the expectations up front. Was their trust uh, unjustified? You know, you don't think that they should have trusted you as much as they did. It was unjustified. And once again, this goes back into um, the, the expectations that you may have not set. So they trusted you more. It was unjustified than uh, what you intended to do. Did you even know that they trusted you? And and that's another important part. You All of a sudden you realize that somebody doesn't trust you anymore and you go, wait, I didn't know they trusted me to start with. And, and that's something that you need to know. And once again, just like I said that there are indications that somebody is not trusting you as much, there are indications that somebody is trusting you maybe even more than you think that you should deserve you need to pay attention to that as well. You need to be aware that somebody is trusting you to do something. And if there is a gap between the level of trust, if they trust you more than you think you should be, maybe that's a conversation that you should have had. Also remember that reality is 10%, perception is 100%. Maybe the reason that they are not trusting you or trusting you less now is because of their perception of you and not the reality. Either way, that's that's on you to communicate. And finally, you, you have to keep in mind that intent and actions or behaviors are not the same. 
You may have great intent, but the level of trust in you depends on your actions and your behaviors, not on your intentions, not on your motivations. So they don't know your intent. Your intent is not visible. Your actions and behaviors are. And so you may have lost their trust in you because of your actions and behaviors and not your intent. And it's not to, to enough to say that your intention was good. Remember that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Okay, so their trust in you was important to you. You do know that you lost their trust. You understand how you got here. And now, how do you dig yourself out of this hole? So the first advice I'm going to give you is own it. You have to own the fact that you lost their trust. And again, I'll tell you this story that I think I told you a few uh, seasons ago about a friend of mine that went flying with me, uh, our radio-controlled airplanes. I brought my, at that time, 10-year-old daughter with me. And of course, he wanted to show off. Uh, he wanted to show off uh, to me, to my daughter. And he took off with his plane very, very aggressively. And right after takeoff, his plane rolled over and crashed back into the ground. And he started, first he started swe uh, swearing and, and, you know, to the point where that's not what I wanted my 10-year-old daughter to hear. And, and then he immediately caught himself and stopped. But then he started blaming. He, he started blaming the, uh, blaming the battery. He started blaming the runway, the wing, the everything except for one thing. Y you know what this is. The pilot himself. I crashed enough radio-controlled airplanes uh, in in my, you know, 13 years of flying them, building them and flying them so far. I, I crashed my part. But every time I crash, the question I ask myself is, what did I do wrong? Because there is absolutely no way that it was just karma, that it was fate, that, that it was completely out of my control. The servo broke down. Well... I was the one who chose the servo. I was the one who installed the servo. I was the one who may have not tested the servo right before that flight. I, I didn't do a pre-flight check on that servo. Whatever it is, you have to start by asking yourself, what did I do wrong? What if it is actually somebody else's fault? I'll tell you, uh, one day somebody was meeting me. Uh, we scheduled a meeting for lunch and he was late. And by the time he came, he started apologizing, but he didn't apologize. He didn't own the fact that he was late. What he said was, my assistant, his assistant, did not put it on my calendar at the right time, at the right place, did not inform me or something. You can't get good help these days. Those were his words, word for word. You can't get good words these days. By the way, the fact that I remember his words word for word means that this was very, very important to me when he made that, that statement because he threw his assistant under the bus. Now, there are several possibilities here. One is that it really was his assistant's fault. His assistant did not put it on his calendar. Maybe she didn't let him know. 
if that is the case, is it really not his fault? I mean, he was the one hiring her. He was the one uh, that communicated with her. And, and she wasn't his assistant starting an hour before our scheduled meeting. She was his assistant for a long period of time. Is this the first time that this is happening? Or is this like the 20th or the 200th time that this is happening and you never dealt with it? It's still your fault. It's not her fault. But you know what I really think? I really think that it wasn't her fault. I really think that she did her her job right. And for some reason, he couldn't come to that meeting on time. And he decided that instead instead of taking ownership, instead of owning the fact that he was late, he would put it on his on his assistant. He would throw his assistant under the bus, and this way he's clean. You know what? I trusted him less just for doing that. You do not throw anyone else under the bus. If you're responsible for something, then you're responsible for something, even if you depend on other people to get your part done. Now, the worst thing that you can do is if you go back to the person who trusts you less and you tell them, well, this is all your fault. You know, this is something that you did wrong. When you get back at someone like that, first of all, you put them on the defense. You do not make them trust you more. They will trust you less for throwing this right back at them. I mean, if you're responsible for something and you needed something from me, You didn't tell me, you didn't ask me, you didn't follow up, whatever it is, you didn't do your part. And then you come to me and say, hey, uh, this is all because of you. Well, now it's too late. I will trust you less. I will even trust you less for not reminding me. Don't throw it back at them. And and just remember, do you want to be right or do you want to be trusted? Because you may be on the right side of things. maybe instead of right, I would call it righteous. Do you want to be righteous? Or do you want to be trusted by the other person? This is not about right or wrong. This is about being trusted. This is about making sure things are done. Don't ever tell the, the person who's trusting you less that it's their fault. Don't tell them that they didn't understand something, that whatever they did, they did something wrong. And because of that, you didn't do your part and now you're being less trusted, even if it is by them. Own it. The ownership of your part of why you're being trusted less, of whatever failure, the ownership starts with you actually believing that you own it. Before you try and show other people that you own it, you have to actually believe. Remember that that why intimacy is so important. Because the consistency of your words, the words that you choose, and your nonverbal communications, your tone of voice and your body language, uh, that consistency helps people trust you and inconsistency makes them distrust you. If you don't really believe that you own it, when you communicate... This will come through. This will come across that you don't really believe that you own it. You know, uh, you can say, this is my fault. This this is my fault, period. I I believe it's my fault and uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I apologize. Or you can say, 
well, uh, I'll I'll take ownership for this. Uh, yeah, th- this is this is my fault, and you can see my my facial expressions or my body language but you could probably even hear it in my tone of voice the first time i really meant it and the second time i'm i'm trying to pretend that i own it but i don't really believe that i own it so it's really very important that you believe that you own it before you start showing anybody that you really do that that you do own it so think about that do you really own it? Is this really your fault? If it's not, don't start telling people that you, that you do. This is this is my fault because they're going to see that you're just saying that to try and regain trust and they will trust you less because of that inconsistency of what you're saying and how you're saying it or the fact that they can see that you don't really believe that it was your fault. The next part might be to actually explain, and and I I want to be very careful with what I mean when I say explain. So you want to explain that this is a one-time thing. So this, what you did, this is what you did, and it happened once. This is a one-time event. This is not something that you always do, or in other words, this is who not who you are. And it is very important that you explain that distinction that you explain that this is a one-time thing, that this is this is not who you are, that regularly this doesn't happen. This only happened once. It helps the other person possibly minimize the loss of trust in you when they realize that this just happened once. Now, do you think that I'm perfect? I'm not. Just, if you want to be sure, just ask my family. They'll tell you. I'm not perfect. Every now and then, I screw up. But I don't screw up on a regular basis. This is not who I am. And when I do screw up, it's a lot easier for other people to not lose too much trust in me because they know that this is not who I am. Now, when I say explain, I mean explain and not justify. Because when you explain, you explain why this happened once. When you justify... You are really explaining why this will happen again. Because what you're telling them is that there was a good reason. Explanation is really just connecting a cause and effect. This is what happened. This is why uh, this has happened this time. When you justify, you're actually saying that this was just. That's, That's the basis for the word justify. That this is why things like this happen. And this is why they'll happen again. So... When you explain, I need you to pay attention and and make sure that you explain and not justify. So you screwed up. You lost somebody's trust in you. It is important to you. You understand why it happened. You own it and you show them that you own it. And, and again, this is important that you actually show them that you own it. Not, not just feel, project, tell them that you own it. You explained it. You didn't justify. You didn't throw anybody under the bus. The next step is you have to ask a simple question. What can I do to earn your trust again? 
Again, it's not really binary. It's not that that you completely lost somebody's trust and now you're completely going to gain somebody's trust. You're not going from zero to 100. You're going to gain their trust and it's probably going to be a gradual process. But you have to start with this question. What can I do to earn your trust again? What can I do to regain your trust? The first thing that you do when you ask this question is you tell them that you care about their trust. And and even that fact by itself is a good personality compatibility component. And because of that, they may start trusting you a little more because you may come across as a little more trustworthy just by telling them that you care. The second thing is that you're really asking for a second chance. If you don't ask for it, you may not get it. So, you know, you want to gain their trust. It is important to you or regain their trust. Ask for a second chance. If you don't ask for it, maybe what you are doing is actually telling them that it doesn't matter. But when you ask, you tell them that it does matter. You're asking for a second chance. It might just be that you need to give it time. You know, the, you're going to regain their trust in small little steps. That's okay. Give it the time that it needs. But you need to make sure that they know that it matters to you, that you do want to earn their trust. And you know what? Who knows? Maybe when you ask this question, what can I do to earn your trust again? They're actually going to tell you. Here is what you need to do. Do this. Now, does it make sense? That's a conversation to have. Is this what's really going to help you uh, gain their trust or regain their trust? That's a conversation you need to have. Is this something that would really that, 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 that you can do? That's a conversation to have. Maybe this is the time to, you know, negotiate what should be done and, and this is where you set the expectations and so on. But you have to start with asking that question and showing them that you care. What can I do to earn your trust again? The last thing you have to do is to not screw up again. The people who lost trust in you, there are two things that will go through their heads and and you need to be aware of that. One of them is... Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. They are going to cut you some slack if you fool them once. And and really, we're not talking about fooling them. We're talking about doing something that caused uh, them to lose trust in you. If it happens once, they're going to say, okay, that was your fault. You own it. And and I'm going to cut you some slack. I'm going to give you a second chance. But if they give you a second chance and you screw up again, same way to the same person, now they're going to stop blaming you and start blaming themselves. And that's going to be something that's a lot harder for you to fight, a lot harder to dig yourself out of it. You screwed up once, they gave you a second chance, do not screw up again. The second statement that goes through their head is what Maya Angelou said. When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. So uh, what she's really saying here is don't really give people a second chance because they just you were lucky that they showed you who they are. 
Remember, not what they did, but who they are. So, and and what she's telling you is that believe them the first time, which means that uh, just know that this is going to happen again. So these two things are going through the other person's mind, and you need to know that because this is the emphasis, this is the weight that's riding on not screwing up the second time, at least not screwing up the same way. And remember that when you screwed up once, it's what you did. And it's what you did once. This is at least how they perceive them, as long as they can get over the Maya Angelou statement. But when you screw up a second time, this stops being what you did. This becomes who you are, because this is what you do. You didn't just do it once. You did it twice or three times. This is what you this is who you are, not what you did anymore. And when you do stick up to this, stick to not screwing up and and doing whatever you agreed with the other person uh, when you answered that question or they answered that question, what uh, your question, what can I do to earn your trust again? Make sure that they notice that that you're working on it. Make sure that you they notice that you avoid making the same mistake again. And remember always that whatever happens one inch outside of the camera frame never happened. If they can't see it, they don't know that it's happening. So it's really important that you are consider yourself on probation. If they're willing to give you a second chance, do not mess it up a second time. I hope this was helpful. Thank you for listening. What would you like to know about trust and trustworthiness? Let me know and I'll answer it in a future episode. I would love to hear from you. Email me at yoram at thetrustshow.com. If you like this episode, subscribe to the show so you will automatically get notified when I release a new episode. Rate it, write a review for this podcast, because those ratings help not only you, but also others looking for podcasts just like this. If you're looking for more resources to learn about how to build trust, be trusted, or know who to trust, look up my workshops at yoramsolomon.com workshops, online courses at trustedatwork.com, find my books on Amazon, or go to my website, yoramsolomon.com. And remember one thing, the answer to these two questions will have the biggest impact on your personal and professional success or failure. Can I trust you? And can you trust me? Thank you for listening or watching The Trust Show.